Welcome to the Confident Money Podcast, where we talk money, finances, and accounting for real people without all the technical jargon, patronizing, and gatekeeping. I'm your host, Caitlin Magnuson, and I'm going to be your new finance bestie. Welcome back to the Confident Money Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Magnuson, and we have Brock, our tax strategist over at the Freelance CFO, here with us again today for part two of All Things Recession, which is such an interesting title. But last week, we chatted all about what a recession is, what it can mean economically, what it can mean for you as an individual, and what to expect. And today, we're going to be chatting about the tangible impacts and what you can be doing to prepare. So, you know, actual steps you can be taking. Brock, welcome back. I'm excited. I'm actually really excited to be chatting about this because I think so many people go straight into anxiety and fear mode. And for me, I think taking some action from a healthy place can feel so much more productive. Oh, absolutely. And just make you feel more prepared. I mean, like we kind of mentioned on the last episode, all of us that remember the last one, um, you know, we have our guards up and we kind of know what happened last time and we don't want, uh, maybe even if it affected us on a personal level, we don't want those kind of things to, to happen again. So there are, you know, I'm excited to talk about these tips that, uh, we can kind of take in the preparation and know how to navigate while we're going through the actual recessionary period. Um, and just kind of know what to expect. Of course, we never know what to expect, but we have the history and history repeats itself. And so we can best utilize what we've already learned going forward. And I think that's probably the best place that we can start. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. No, I, I think taking the info that we have and making some educated decisions with it is really important. And the way that we're going to be laying this out today is, you know, kind of a building block setup, right? So we're going to cover what we think is sort of the foundational spot that all of us should be at. And then we'll give you steps for cool. If you have that foundation covered, maybe this is your next step that you take to be prepared. And then maybe this is the next step. And if you've got all of those handled, cool. We get to have a little bit of, I'm going to say fun, right? Because mm -hmm. there can be, you know, millionaires can be made during recessions. Opportunities are there. Yes, they, they abound for people that are able to take advantage of them. And I'm going to just dive right in with the number one building block that you and I were chatting about offline, and that's an emergency fund. And there is so much information out there about emergency funds. And my take on it, and I'm going to explain why, I recommend a little bit leaner emergency fund than maybe a lot of other people recommend out there. So what I look for is three months worth of average expenses. So if you look back over the last, like, let's say six months and take your expenses, divide them by six, that gives you your average monthly spending report, take that and you want to have three times that. So mm -hmm. three months worth in, I like a high yield savings account. We'll link a couple that we like in the notes of this episode. And the reason that that's a little bit lower than a lot of people recommend is because I'm a big proponent of most people, if you lose your job you're not losing all of your income. You still would qualify for unemployment potentially, or you would have a side hustle, or if you are partnered, you may have you know a partner that has income coming in. And for most of us, we have expenses that we could cut if we needed to in a pinch. So that three month yes. emergency fund for most of us can look like six to nine months. And the reason I recommend a smaller emergency fund is because high yield savings accounts, while they can be great, while they have higher interest than, say, a traditional savings account, still don't generally keep up with inflation. 
So there's an opportunity cost to having your money parked in a high yield savings account. And I personally would rather be investing that money or putting it into areas that get a higher return that may not be quite as safe or quite as stable or risk-free. But for me, three months of expenses makes the most sense. Everyone needs to be doing what feels best to them. And that Mm -hmm. may look like four months to you, or that may look like 12 months, but three months is a really good rule of thumb. And for most people, I would not go under that. So that would be number one. You're working to build an emergency fund. You're parking it somewhere safe in something like a high yield savings account. And once you've gotten there, you can move on with your finance journey. Absolutely. I think that you're you're 100% right there because you don't want to be too scared. I think a lot of a lot of what happens is people get very scared of the stock market, get really scared of their investments and everything. And while we are going to go through a, you know, a negative period and your stocks might not be growing, there is still opportunity to get in on some of these stocks at this time that can, you know, really make a huge difference later on. As we saw with COVID, there was tons of areas of the stock market that just expanded. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, obviously with the rise of technology and everything, you know, there's a lot of companies out there who are more prepared than they were last time. Um, and I think that companies, especially going through COVID, have kind of seen this. And so they are kind of preparing themselves as far as their labor force and everything like that. So you kind of mentioned that not everyone, you know, loses their jobs and they definitely don't. And even sometimes when they do, they have protections there. Um, they get severances or they have employers or or very understanding. We hope that they're, they're a little bit more understanding. It's not as, as cutthroat as it was in the last recessionary period. That being said, you have to have that emergency fund up because anything and everything can happen during a recession as, as we've seen. And, you know, we all saw what COVID did to us. The effects of a recession really are, you know, just so strong in every market that, you know, we really just don't know exactly what's going to happen. And I, and I agree that having too much of your money pulled aside um, and stockpiled doesn't help you out. You know, we need to look at the recession as an opportunity as well as a detriment. Um, You know, while we are prepared for it and um, ready to combat it, we also want to take from it and get the opportunity because, a lot of businesses can really thrive later on by, you know, navigating it right at the beginning, you know, and um, let's learn from the mistakes that we made in the last recession. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe and join our community at confidentmoneypodcast.com where we share resources and all of the money happenings. Plus, you can send feedback and suggestions for what you'd like to see covered in future episodes. That's confidentmoneypodcast.com. Okay, back to the show. No, absolutely. I know you and I were chatting, Brock, offline about what we expect from a lot of large corporations, right? And we saw some of this during the pandemic. We saw a lot of corporations that moved towards, you know, eliminating a lot of entry-level workers in Mm -hmm. a lot of arenas. Like, you have... um, Oh my God, self-serve checkout. You have, you know, where it decreased the number of cashiers that were needed at a lot of places. And I think we're going to see additional technology that continues to do that. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of us that are business owners 
should be doing the same thing regularly that a lot of the larger corporations are doing in as much as we are looking at inefficiencies and we are assessing our products, our services, our team, and you know what we bring to the table to, and I really hate this phrase, but I don't have a better one, but to trim the fat, right? It's yeah. a really common phrase. And to basically eliminate the, the fluff, the things that aren't needed in your business. Maybe you haven't raised prices in a year or two especially with inflation, you're making a lot less than you were making. You know, are you sure what your products or services that you're offering, are you sure what the most profitable one is? Absolutely. And <laughs> I've told this before, but I had a client years ago that had a product that she was going to eliminate because it felt old, it felt sales. She'd had it around for five or six years and we looked at it and not only was it her best selling product, it was her most profitable product. And so looking at things from a financial perspective instead of just an emotional perspective, I think can be really important as business owners, but also as individuals with our finances. Right. And Absolutely. I think Brock, when I know, cause I've read a couple of articles on it, the psychological hit, if you go look at your investments or your retirement, the psychological hit of seeing them go down in value is so much greater than the positive psychological impact of seeing those grow. It's going to sound a little bit like head in the sand here, but to an extent during recessions and even for a while after, I wouldn't be checking your investments all nope. the time. If you have a good method, like once a quarter. I second that. And given that we're coming up on Q3, um, Q3 typically is just not a great quarter for the stock market. Um, so we're already kind of preparing. I typically like to start my year in planning around the end of Q3. We'll see where we are with the recession then. Um, but I agree when we react to panic and we start pulling everything out and everything, you know, the, the negative repercussions are quicker and they grow. And I think that with you talking about, you know, kind of the trimming the fat and everything. That's absolutely, we need to look at this as a reevaluation period, maybe, you know, the great reevaluation of our business, our practices, our costs. And it's not necessarily when we say cost cutting, we don't mean cut your offerings. We mean offer them smarter, offer them at a more cost advantageous perspective. I mean, look at the different opportunities out there. We have seen such technological advancements since the last recession. And while some of those technological advancements have led to a reduction in the workforce in certain sectors, they have opportunities there for other businesses and especially small businesses. You had mentioned kind of like self-service and everything like that. I mean that, and we look at customer service roles. We look at the app development, you know, on our phones and everything. We didn't have these options the last time. So I would say now more than ever is a time to look at your technology and look at your opportunities there. And if you have the ability to kind of start to invest in that technology to save you some costs later, um, you know, even three months down the road, six months down the road, a year down the road, you're going to appreciate the time that you took now to reevaluate and look at where you have the opportunity to kind of go in, utilize technology and combat some of the costs that you could be incurring in the future. Of course, I never like am a big proponent of increasing unemployment um, by, you know, reducing your workers of your small business. However, 
you know, sometimes that is a necessary consideration. If it's something that your business has to go through, be prepared, know what, know what you have in front of you. And that's why I love the freelance CFO, because we can go in there, digest your financial position right now, know what your goals are for the next year, know where you're at in, in the process of achieving those goals and know what, you know, the setback of a recession is going to have maybe on your business, how it's going to affect. And I think that this is the time to really get in there, get into your finances, both business and personal, get comfortable with them. So you know what is coming ahead of you. So, you know, like you had said, get in there, make sure you have your savings, make sure you really do understand what your three month cost is, because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us understate it. I think a lot of us overstate it. I think even there's, there's a lot of times that, you know, you and I spend our whole day in finance. And then there's some days I, you know, I'm like, I need to reevaluate where I'm at just Mm -hmm. personally and, and look at things, make sure that I'm fully prepared. And I think the thing that we saw in the last one was that panic and we panic drives us to make rash decisions and everything like that. And really we need to take this time to make educated decisions. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think, so step number one being that emergency fund, step number two being gaining clarity, right? Whether you're a business owner, whether you know, you're not a business owner and you have personal finances, I think, understanding and something that we've both been recommending to clients recently is identify, identify your expenses, your income, get comfortable with your numbers so that you know them. You don't necessarily have to change your spending habits right this second, right? If you have your emergency fund, if you feel like you're in a a relatively good financial position, I'm not saying stop getting Botox or stop going and getting a facial or, you know, shopping at Whole Foods or wherever you want to go. But you can identify things that might be discretionary spending for you mm-hmm. instead of necessary spending that should you need to decrease things, you already have that sort of list that can empower you to make decisions versus, oh my God, something happened. I'm stressing out. The recession is here. What do I do? You already have a plan. You have your emergency fund. You know what you can cut if you're feeling like you need to cut something. And then I think step three, Brock, you touched on is number one of step three. So 3.1, we're not making rash financial decisions, especially with our investments. I think, and I know that so many people in 2008 that panicked and pulled their money, had they left their money in there, it would have taken, I believe it was less than six years to have fully recovered. Mm -hmm. And then it would be significantly higher than what it had been now. So by pulling that money, when you... When you put money into investments, stocks, you know, EFTs, et cetera, I think of it a little bit as monopoly money, right? Because what you put in does have a cost to you. However, any of the increases you see are only hypothetical until you withdraw the money. Any of the decreases you see are only hypothetical until you withdraw the money and make either of those real. So if we can hold off, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not of retirement age yet. You're probably 10 years or more away from retiring. If that's the case, the stock market has always recovered over any 10 year period. Mm -hmm. So it sucks. It's a little uncomfortable. We don't love it. It feels uncertain. But the goal here would be to not change your investing strategy 
through the recession. You continue to invest because if anything right now, if you're in a financial place, stocks are on sale. So you can buy in at, at lower rates. I will be continuing to invest at the exact same rate that I've been doing for the last three years. Exactly. Like the other thing that we, we see right now is the importance of diversification in the stock market that really not having all of your money into one thing. And, you know, of course I'm no stock market expert or anything, but the diversification is so important right now so that you do kind of have that flexibility and you can take some hits in your different areas. And like you said, the stock market will recover. It absolutely will. Um, and I almost think of it, what we're going into kind of like a credit score. If the stock market's really high and we have, you know, things are going great, something like a recession or a cut is going to drop that so significantly, but we don't have a great credit score right now. Our stock market has really suffered, you know, through COVID and the last couple of years. So this recession isn't going to have the same effect that it did last time, at least not yet. Um, and so, you know, that, that drop isn't going to dramatically hit us as hard as it did last time. And so I think, that shock that you that you're you, um, that you mentioned of us looking at our investments and looking at that drop, yeah, it is. It's a lot, and it it feels like dollars just getting pulled from your pocket. But you you know when you're in the stock market, you have to remember it is volatile, and it you know it goes up and it comes it comes back, and it again a lot of the smarter business owners out there are looking at this as an opportunity. So get out there, look at your investments. Look at what you're interested in. I think this is also a great opportunity for individuals. I think if you were considering looking at doing something on the side, this is the perfect time to have a side gig, a side hustle, whatever it may be. Or, you know, if this was like you were waiting for that thing to kind of tell you, you know what, let's go forward with with my passion. I, I really want to get more into this. I want to get more into this. This is a time to invest in yourself most Certainly. I think that looking at, you know, the different options out there and everything and, and knowing that we are in a time that we're going to, our needs are going to change. Mm -hmm. Look at how that relates to you. Look at that, however that relates to your business, make informed decisions with your business now, and you'll get through this. No, I, I do think that this brings a really good opportunity and we, it, what you said reminded me a lot of the seasonality that I chatted about in an earlier episode. And there's seasonality to everything, right? There's cycles, there's seasonality. I notice it in my energy, A, during the month, B, during the year. But this is on an even larger scale, right? We see periods of a lot of growth and, all, and the doing and all the things. And recessions are kind of that period, for lack of a better term, of kind of rest and rebuilding, Mm -hmm. And it can be scary and it can be horrible for some people, but as a whole, it sort of allows us to reconfigure a lot of what COVID did as well, right? Allowed a lot of us to sort of reconfigure where our priorities are, what we want to be doing, uh, how we want to be making our money. And it also a little bit of fear or uncertainty, I think can be healthy for our finances and ourselves because it does push us to diversify. It does push us mm -hmm. to not I'm going to use a chicken one here to not have all of our eggs in one basket, right? Yeah. Because we want to have stability whenever we can, you know, humans. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of sectors that are going to get hit harder than others. You know what I mean? But, you know, kind of like what you're talking about, I think a lot of businesses, because they've just gotten beaten 
so hard through the last couple of years are ready for the fight, you know what I mean? Are ready to, to combat this and have the tools available that they either gained or learned about um, in the last couple of years. And this is the time that those really come into play. I mean, really understanding um, how your business operates and, and where your, your necessary costs versus your discretionary costs lie um, is, is a huge thing. And really being able to budget out and project out your income to know what to expect going forward. If you say, you know what, things are going great right now, but say we have a decrease in income of X percent, you know, how is that going to affect just the general business operation? How can we better prepare for that now um, rather than dealing with it head on, at, you know, in three months, six months, two years, whatever it may be. And there couldn't be a better time to really dive in, understand your finances personally, professionally, and, and your family in general. You know, I my parents are a little bit older now than they were in the last recession. And so retirement can be scary. Retirement's, you know, terrifying for all of us anyway. But if you are at an age with a lot of the, the boomer generation and everything, mm -hmm. getting close to retirement, recessions push people into retirement. You know, um, a lot of times, just like we saw with COVID, you know, people made that decision a couple years earlier than they, than they probably would have before. And are we, you know, are you ready for that decision? Like, can you make that decision right now? Um, and getting a, a, you know, a great look at your finances can help you determine that. Um, but it's all about understanding them and, and making sure that you're looking at all the avenues, look at the potential costs or the potential effects of this recession. Um, but just another reminder why it's important that we, you know, have a full understanding of what's going on financially in our lives. Right. And I think that for us, well, not for you and I, but for us generally, mm -hmm. finances can be shame filled. They can be scary. They can be something that we avoid. We don't want to look at. We attach so much to them. Yeah, especially with debt, everything else that comes through. And you just don't. Do you have enough money in your bank account to pay for what you need to pay for? Okay, cool. Maybe we don't look further than that. And I'm challenging anyone listening to this that doesn't know their finances, that doesn't check their bank regularly, or that doesn't know where their money's going. We have two really great offerings for you. So number one, if you haven't signed up, we have a free five-day money challenge on our website. It walks you through some really basic steps in less than 15 minutes a day where you will have a much better grasp on your finances. Number two, and we're going to link both of these in the notes here. Number two, Brock is doing financial strategy sessions with our clients and with anyone that's interested over the next couple of months before we dive headfirst into tax season preparation. So they are going to be limited over the summertime. But if you were wanting an outside opinion that can look at where you're at financially, you know, maybe you have business finances, maybe you're in corporate and assess and give you kind of, you know, the green light, the yellow light, the red light with some action steps for improvement. I highly recommend booking one of those over the summer so that you can decrease the anxiety and the stress that you feel about where we're at right now. And instead can feel like you have the confidence that comes with an action plan and clear steps moving forward. Absolutely. Just navigating through this recession, knowing that you do have, you have safeguarded your assets, you've safeguarded your family and everything that that panic doesn't really hit you the same way it might hit others um, is, is immeasurable. 
I think just, you know, having that security and feeling aware and in, in, in the know of your finances and your comfort um, is just so critical. Caitlin and I have really felt um, that last recession uh, coming out of school, going in through college, getting into the, you know, the corporate world and now into working with so many small businesses and everything. And we have a little PTSD. So yes. we, we, I don't want to say we over-prepare, but we definitely don't let things kind of slip through the cracks when, when we consider what do we need to make sure that, you know, we get through this and that we can, you know, we keep our, our head above water and also, you know, keeping your head above water, but being able to see those opportunities and grasp at them um, when available because we might as well make money from this if we can, right? Um, the, I think this strategy calls are really going so well so far. I think people are really bringing up a lot of questions um, that are great. And we're really looking at a lot of different avenues that probably we you know, might not have looked at um, had it not been in this uh, pre-recessionary period. I think it's a, you know, it's a great time to start the conversation. Absolutely. It feels uh, a little spring cleaning-ish to me, which I, I actually really like, Absolutely. right? Um, yeah, I've, I've been doing it in my house. We've been doing it in our business and, you know, looking at what makes the most sense. And then also that leads to me doing it in my personal finances. And so I think mm -hmm. being able to do this for our clients and for our listeners here is really fun because, I mean, okay, that's why we do what we do, right? Because we think it's fun. Not right. everyone does, uh, but not everyone gets excited about retirement or taxes either. And with that, I think that we have a really unique skill set in that we get to see the behind the scenes of so many small businesses and so many individuals' finances that, you know, you might talk to your friends and you might get a feeling for where your friends are financially, but like, are they being truthful? Are you getting the full picture? Right. There's shame. There's keeping up with the Joneses. There's everything that comes into like those interaction with friends and family versus having someone that's like, Hey, I've seen 20 other people that are in a really similar circumstance to where you are financially, business, life-wise, age-wise, et cetera. Here's what we've seen work for them because we get to pull such a larger sampling of people that are in, you know, similar age ranges, tax brackets, all of that. And it makes it fun because it almost feels to me like we can, we get the cheat codes to an extent for it, right? Absolutely. Like we, we get to see what works and we get to pass that along, which I think is really valuable. So the one, I, I heard this quote uh, years back when I was in college, uh, and I don't know it exactly, but basically it just, it, it says, you know, there is so many languages of business, but all languages, you know, talk through money. Mm. And so you, you know, really going through the numbers of your business, it's going to tell your story, regardless of what industry you're in, everything. We can look at past data and kind of help project what the future is going to look like and, you know, prepare for um, different scenarios and everything. And I think that uh, walking through that with some of our clients that we've done in the past, I think has been, you know, so valuable to them because they can really feel so prepared and confident. Um, the recession is not a time that you want to kind of feel you know, discouraged or, or scared or panic, you know, we want to go through this and be like, Hey, we're prepared. This is what we're going to do. This is our plan. And, and, you know, come out the other side. And I think that just despite what kind of business you're in, we can help you 
go through, fully understand it, and, and really prepare yourself just in general. Um, there's and there's there's so much to a recession um, that there's just a lot of different areas to look at. Uh, but in general, you know, making sure that you're comfortable with your finances is is at the foremost priority. Absolutely, I think you know. There's the saying that money money can't buy happiness. However, I think money can buy a lot of freedom, a lot of access. Mm-hmm. And I think that for those of us that may have issues with, well, I don't want to be rich because, you know, X, Y, Z, there's stories we tell ourselves around it. I think that taking some time to step back and examine what access to money provides for you, your family, your partner, mm-hmm. your loved ones is really important. And I think it allows a lot of us to make a little bit less emotional decisions when we're looking to Absolutely. make changes in our lives because it is money's emotional. We have all of all of these hangups that come with it or you know all of these things we've been told, stories we've been told. So I know that the idea of a recession can be scary. We look at it as a potential for growth, as a potential for reconfiguring, for streamlining, for efficiency, for just feeling aligned in your life and in the direction that you're going. Mm-hmm. And as it having the potential to really boost you forward financially, right? Buying stocks at a discount or on sale or however you want to look at it, um, setting your future self up for success and just continuing. And I know that investing for the long term is not sexy, right? Putting $300 or $100 or whatever it is a month towards investments every month for every year for 30 years is not, it's not the get rich quick scheme that we all really would love but it's consistent over time. And that's what matters. And so I think doing that with all of your finances is good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that we need to approach this recession, not so much as a nightmare, but as, you know, the great opportunity. And let's come out of this stronger than when we started, you know, let's, let's learn about our business, learn about where we want to see our future and do what we can to attack it. Now, I think the, idea of long-term investing, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme, but you don't want a get-rich-quick scheme. You want something that is sustainable, something that's going to be there in the end, something that protects your family, and something that's informed. Making these informed decisions is what gets you to the finish line. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So reminder to everyone, the five-day free challenge is going to be linked in here. The sessions with Brock will be linked in here as well. They're going to be happening over the summer. No guarantees once September hits because that will be subject to availability. And if you want to feel more prepared, if you want to better understand your finances, go take a look at one or both of those. They're great resources. Brock, thank you for being here for part two of All Things Recession. We're going to be chatting next week about student loans, which I'm really excited for as well, which is again, a weird phrase to come out of my mouth, but looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Caitlin. I look forward to it. And I'm so excited to start the conversation and, and get through this recession and change the outlook. Yes. No, I think that's great. I love that. Well, we'll see all of you next week. If you loved this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review for a chance to win a free financial strategy session with yours truly, Caitlin Magnuson. We do the drawing the first week of every month and to be eligible, you'll want to leave a five-star review and include your IG handle so we can contact the winner. I'll see you next time where we'll chat real finances for real people.